Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lost in Life podcast with me, your host, Geshavat. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the six must-follow rules before you enter another relationship. And I don't just mean romantic relationships. That is my primary focus, but this applies to any kind of relationship. Work, friendships, romantic relationships, whether you're single, married, confused, all of the above, doesn't matter. So keep listening. And if you can, go get your pen and paper because you're taking notes today. Hey everyone, welcome to the Lost in Life podcast. And on today's episode, like I said, we're going to be talking about the six must follow rules before you enter a relationship. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, I'm flipping the script here. Instead of talking about success, self-improvement, the Lost in Life podcast is focused on where do we go wrong? What are some of the mediocre days we have and why do we have them? Because let's face it, we're not all Jay Shetty, Gary Vaynerchuk, The Rock, whoever you admire, Beyonce. We're normal people living normal lives. I know we're all different, doing unique things, having unique experiences, But I wanted to focus on, you know, this middle ground where we're not some crazy influencer, this, um, you know, the Dwayne the Johnson rock kind of figure in the world. We're working as a vet. We're working as a coach, a teacher, a pharmacist, whatever it might be. And we're trying to make the best of our days. But there are some days where we're really, really productive and we have good habits and we eat healthy, and we go to the gym, and wake up early, and we do the Wim Hof meditation, and then there's days where we don't do those things, so I've been focusing on what is the difference between those two things, and what are some of the things that we can learn from not just successful people, but from all of the countless failures out there, and today's episode is all about the six must key things that you need to make sure you have identified overcome and developed before you enter a new relationship. So let's get into it. And if you're wondering, like, what qualifies you, Geshev, to be talking about these things? Um, why should I even bother listening to you? Well, I am a fully accredited professional life coach, which means I've done several different diplomas over the past few years in life coaching, personal performance coaching, resilience coaching, transactional analysis, I've read over 200 books at this point. I've been working for six years and with over 10,000 people in that period of time all over the world, from Botswana to Kenya to Calais to London, the UK. Um, so at this stage, I'll say I'm, I'm more than qualified. You know, there's over maybe 500 videos I've made on these topics related to living your best life and achieving your potential. And I guess ultimately following your inner compass. So that's what qualifies me. And I'm basing a lot of my information on a couple of books that I've read and reviewed as well, as well as some of the experts I've interviewed either on this podcast or on other podcasts. And I'd recommend you go read them as well so you can see my working out. So one of them is Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. Another is Attached by Amir Levine. And another one is Hold Me Tight. I've forgotten the author's name off the top of my head. They're all amazing books, so definitely go and check them out. If you don't want to read them and you want all of the key nuggets, I'm going to give them to you on today's podcast. So you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours 
reading them. You can just listen to my amazing voice and I'll give you the key things that you need to hear. I also want to give a quick shout out to Mahesh, my bro. He's been listening to my podcast and supporting. So yeah, big up to him. I'm sure he'll be listening back to this in a few weeks time. So number one, what is the number one thing? And this is not in any particular order, but the final thing that I'm going to share at the end of the episode is probably the most important. So we're going to kind of build up a little bit. But number one is become self-reliant. And what I mean here is there are so many people who go into relationships and use relationships to seek happiness, to seek excitement, to seek some kind of betterment for themselves through that individual. And it is a lot of pressure to put on one person's shoulders. And in the process, you also become codependent. Now, what does this mean? It's just when you have an unhealthy level of dependency on an individual or a relationship that you can't function on your own. So when I say become self-reliant, what exactly am I talking about? What do I mean? Well, the first thing I mean is you need to separate from your past. And I'm talking to the people here specifically who have been through a breakup and are still talking to their ex. And maybe you're starting a new relationship. There's somebody you're flirting with, someone you've met, but you haven't created a very clear boundary between your past and your present and in turn your future. Because if you're still holding on to these things, you know, let's give an example. If you're still texting your ex and you're still holding on to the pictures, the memories, the photo album, and it's unnecessarily so, that's a problem. How can you embrace something new when you're still holding on to something old? You have to let go of these things. And I don't just mean literally, I mean emotionally as well. There may have been a trauma that you went through in that relationship that you now have an unhealthy level of jealousy because you got betrayed. But you have to let go of that because the person who's new, who's entering your life, they're not the same person that betrayed you. There's somebody different. And for a lot of people, unfortunately, for a lot of women that I've coached, they come into these new relationships with an unhealthy level of skepticism, of fear, because of the trust and the damage that has been done in a past relationship. Now, I'm not saying that is wrong. I'm saying, is it helpful? Not just for the new person, but for you. For you to have this idea that all men are X, or all women are X, or all people are X. And this is where you have to go into yourself use a word called introspection and reflect what are some of the things that I have held on to? What are some of the unhelpful beliefs that I have developed that affect the way that I think about my fellow human beings, that affect the way I behave in relationships, especially because of someone's race, gender, ethnicity, whatever it may be. And like I said, there are reasons why people damage us but there is a responsibility that you have. Like you may not have created that wound, but it's your responsibility not only to close it, but to deal with it so that you're not bleeding over other people. So the first thing is making sure that you separate emotionally from the past so that you are open 
and you are ready for the new person. And a big thing that I like to share with a lot of my clients, you know, if you go and speak to them, ask them, like, they'll tell you, I've said this many, many times. There is a big difference between recovery and healing. And that difference is recovery is when you break your ankle and you learn to walk with a limp, but it still kind of hurts you if you move that, um, that leg in a certain way. You're still functioning, but it's still there. Healing is when you break your ankle, but you go to the physio. You get the corrective posture techniques that you need to reduce that muscular imbalance so that when you walk, you don't have a limp. And I'm not talking here, obviously, about breaking your leg. I'm talking about the unhealthy patterns you may have picked up and Let's be real, it might not just be your past relationships. It might be your parents. It might be your caregivers. It may be the patterns that you saw when you were a young, young child and you developed your attachment style. Again, this is in the book Attachment and it's part of the Attachment Theory by John Bowlby. Again, I'm simplifying everything so you don't have to go and do that research for yourself. You can get the key things and apply it because this podcast is not about theory like newsflash, it's about being a practitioner. Because knowledge is only power when you apply it. So separate yourself from your past. Look at those unhealthy patterns and learn how to heal. And, And building on that, when I say separate from your parents, sometimes that might just mean them not having a say in your relationship choices in how you choose to show up, or even as simple as who you choose. I have met and coached people out there who are in a relationship for many, many years. And because that person comes from a certain race, ethnicity, or religion, it's not approved. And so there have been even people that I've met at university. I remember, you know, getting close to them, getting to know people, both male and female, you know, who come from different backgrounds, who come from different communities, different minorities. And because of a, a pre, a prejudice that they have, I can tell like they're not really putting in and matching the same energy that I'm bringing to this. And it's unfortunate because yes, I might come from a Hindu family and you may come from a Muslim family, but who cares? We're both human. We both have things to learn from each other. Doesn't mean that And I'm not even talking about a romantic relationship here. I'm talking about developing powerful relationships. So separate yourself from your parents. And that might mean undoing a lot of the conditioning, undoing a lot of the trauma that may have been inflicted on you consciously or otherwise. You know, a really good quote that I like that talks about parenting is children are like pieces of glass. And some pieces of glass, when their parents are handling them, they might leave a few smudge marks. They might make the glass a little bit dirty. It's not clear anymore. It's not pure. But some of them, get they get shattered. They get cracked. And actually, you know, to criticize that, my own analogy there, you're not like a mechanical object. You're an organic object. So it's like a plant. Like you might rip a leaf off of a tree, but that tree can regrow that same leaf again. So if you've been through that negative experience, you can change things. You don't have to stay where you are. 
You're not a mechanical being. You're a biological being. So anything that isn't growing is dead. But you're not a dead, you know, piece of glass on the floor. You're a human being. So if you've been through some of these things and you have, you know, an over-controlling mother or father or brother or sister, whoever it might be in your life, you can create new boundaries. You can learn a new response. You don't have to react the same way to that feedback loop, to that old unhelpful pattern. But if you're going to become self-reliant, I'm sorry, but you need to learn these things. And the final part of this is negative habits. You know, what are some of the negative habits that you have? It might be that when you're confronted with negative feedback, with constructive criticism, you go into your shell and you stop listening, that you're not paying attention anymore, or you just get butthurt. Like you get all up in your feelings, you take it personally, and you're not open to learning, oh, right, okay, yeah, I, I can do that. If you're not somebody who wants to grow, if you're not serious about growing and improving, don't get into a relationship, play it safe, try and be perfect. And a, and a part of that, let's go into the second key thing, is managing your expectations. A lot of people fear entering relationships, and this is going to come in, in point number five, because they want things to be too perfect. They want themselves to be too perfect. There is obviously a balance where sometimes, yes, you may have just been through a breakup and you need time on your own before entering a new relationship. But there's also times where you need to understand there is no perfect moment. Like the perfect person that you may be waiting for or the perfect relationship you may be waiting for, it might not always come at a convenient time or moment. But you have to find a way to make the moment convenient for you. Like there's no perfect moment, only the moment that you chose the best response you could. So approach it from that point of view where, you know, a lot of people that I speak to, they have a very all or nothing mindset with things, not just relationships, but with fitness, with health, with travel, that they're only willing to do those things when the conditions are perfect, when things are exactly as they want them to be. And I'll be real, you're probably one of those people. And the reason I know this is because statistically, most of the people who take my personality quiz, if you go to keshavbat.com forward slash quiz, they fall victim of this all or nothing mindset. And if you want to be an an exception, you need to realize that it's not about waiting for that perfect moment where everything's right. It's just about realizing like complete is better than perfect. You're not going to have the perfect time to do your workout. You're not going to feel in the best mood all the time to deal with the argument or uncomfortable conversation. Or you might not just feel like washing the dishes after a day home, after you've been at work all day and and creating a healthy salad, then reaching for another instant ramen noodle. But you just have to get over your feelings and do the work anyway. And managing your expectations of yourself in a relationship, but also knowing what your musts are and your nice to have. This is a big one. This is a big one. So let me drink some water before I carry on. What I'm talking about here is one of the first things that I do, if I was coaching you right now on relationships and you're trying to find out, you know, why do I keep choosing partners that aren't good for me? 
Or why am I finding it difficult to create a long-term satisfying relationship? Well, the thing is, it's because you haven't actually spent time before the chemicals are running around in your body and attraction hits you thinking about what do I want? What do I want? Because in this world, there are two kinds of people. There's the people who react and then there's the people who respond. There are the people who are pieces in the chess game and then there are the players who move the pieces according to the strategy and game that they have developed. And what I'm talking about here is living life on your own terms rather than being reactive. Yes, there is a time for spontaneity. Yes, there is a time for going with the flow. It's very, very important. Don't get me wrong. But if you're vegan like me, maybe you don't want to get married to a meat eater. And that's not about who that person is. It's about knowing some of the consequences of dating a partner who doesn't have the same dietary values as you do. And that's what it comes down to is values. And the first exercise I get my clients to do, and I'm coaching you right now through this podcast, is write down like, what do you want from your partner? Emotionally, spiritually, sexually, you know, like every aspect financially, write it down. My perfect partner, they go to the gym, they do workouts, They swim, they do yoga, they're open-minded, they travel the world, they read books, they're an entrepreneur, they're a lawyer, they're a pharmacist, they are willing to travel and live in India in the future, or I have to be close to my family, so that means being within a five-mile radius, but if you haven't written those things down, guess what? This is going to hurt some people right now. Someone else is going to write it down for you. If you don't make a plan, someone's going to come in and make a plan for you. So if you want to follow your inner compass in life, if you don't want to be lost, stuck or confused, write it down. And once you have done that, and you've written two or three pages, I've done this myself, two or three pages, like it's not a joke. Write it down. Because if like, here's the thing, a lot of people hear this right now, and they're not willing to do it because it's nice to hear, but it's a different thing to be a practitioner of this idea. And this is not something that I just plucked out of thin air. I got it from a six-hour audio program from the world's best coach on relationships where he went through with me this, this is the exact exercise that you need. In order to find the right person, you need to know what that person looks like, even if it's vague at first. And then once you've written it down in, you know, one time, that's not enough. You've got to go back to it. You've got to, you know, you're going to think of things while you're sitting in your, you know, pajamas at night, watching Netflix, seeing another episode of Friends or whatever it is that you watch, maybe some anime. You're going to think, oh, yeah, maybe I should add this to my list. So what I'm saying here is that it's a process, understanding and developing clarity, just like on a camera. When you turn the lens, it sharpens the focus. Similarly, sharpen your focus of what kind of person you want to spend the rest of your life with. And here's the other thing, like relationships expire. You might only spend two years with that person. Again, all or nothing mindset, watch out. But to get the most out of a relationship before you enter, know what you want and then go back through that list 
and this is the most important bit, highlight the things that are a must for you. Real talk, a must for me is that person can't eat meat. And the reason for that is not because I don't like meat eaters or I think I'm better than them. It's just because when I walk through the supermarket aisle, I can't even walk down the section where there's meat. And that's a reflection of me and who I am. And so it's easier for me. It's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's easier for me to be with somebody who's also vegan because they might take me to a vegan restaurant that I might not know about. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that it's impossible for me to be in a relationship with that person, but in the relationship that I'm in, we're both vegan and that makes life way, 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 way easier because we both understand why we made that lifestyle choice. And we're both very progressive about trying to improve our lives in a way that reduces our footprint on people, the planet, and other living beings. And again, because I've decided this beforehand, I'm not going to catch myself getting into a situation where that happens. Now, if that's a must for me, and I'm giving you an example here, then I'm going to act accordingly. You know, I might find out early on that this person, you know, really loves eating meat and isn't open to finding out why people might be vegetarian or vegan or the impact of the dairy industry. Is that somebody that I want cooking my food? Is that somebody that I want sleeping in a bed next to me or going on a date with me or raising my children or my grandchildren or raising my nephews and nieces? Maybe not. It all depends on, again, your inner compass. You have to decide for yourself. Like, how woke do they have to be? Do they need to be a personal trainer? I don't know, like, what your lifestyle is like and what you want, but think about those things. And equally, go back through your list. Maybe family is the most important thing, like it is for me. And so being a vegetarian or a vegan is a nice to have, but you need them to have a respect for your religious beliefs or for your lifestyle because you're very busy as an entrepreneur. Again, I don't know what those things are for you, but manage your expectations so you know before you go out on a date and they're looking fine as hell and you get attracted and you get distracted. Know what you want so that you don't catch yourself in a situation where you have to make a very uncomfortable choice. Be a chess player, not a chess piece. So make sure you go and do that. I'm going to pause for a second here. I'm going to take five seconds to drink my water. So if you need to go and get a pen and write down in your diary when you're going to do this, now is the time. Start counting. Okay, the next one, number three, is realize relationships are not rosy. It's not going to be a plain sailing path. You will always find that the grass is greener, even when you're trying to choose the right person. But ultimately, yes, you will know that this person is right. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are looking again for this all or nothing, magical, mythical moment where they walk through a door, they spot someone, you have magical eye contact, and then you know for sure, like, this is the person. Yes, that might happen to you, but it might not. And this is where you have to have the maturity to realize at every moment, do you want to exit or do you want to engage? Like, go for one date. And then ask yourself, do I want to go on another? Okay, cool. And the next thing you know, you might be 10 dates in and then you have a better idea. And it might still be mediocre. Okay, maybe you're meant to be friends. 
But again, realize relationships are nothing like what you see on TV. There are very, very few examples in the modern media where we see a relationship for what it really can be, you know, really boring dates where you're just both reading a book or going for a quiet walk or not really doing anything, anything spectacular. A lot of our life is doing the same things over and over and over and over and over again. So this person is someone you're going to have 60,000 breakfast meals with, 300 arguments with. You're going to travel to 60 different countries, have four different children. You're going to have countless, countless experiences. What kind of character do you want? It's not always going to be rosy, but one thing that at every moment you should be asking yourself is this. Are they available? Are they responsive? And are they engaged? Because if they're not even available to you, game over. If they're not responsive to the paragraphs that you're sending over WhatsApp about how you feel about certain thing they did, game over. And if they're not engaged when you're talking about the day you just had at your vet practice or at your pharmacy or in your job or your professional, the holiday you went on or the meditation retreat, it might be game over. But realize it's not always going to be rosy. Relationships require you to mature. And this brings me to the fifth thing, which sometimes people go into it like, yeah, I'm not ready. And really, it's not that you're not ready. It's are you willing? You're never going to be ready to start the business that you want to start or for you to start the YouTube channel that you want to start or if you start the relationship you want to start. You're never going to be ready. That person might walk into your life at the most inopportune moment where you're getting over the death of a loved one and you're not focused on a relationship right now, but they're there. Guess what? And ultimately, you got to realize like you either make the moment right or you wait for the right moment. You either choose to be willing or you wait till you're ready and you're never going to be ready. Just like you're never going to be ready to take a cold shower, but you got to do it anyway. So that's the fifth thing is realize it's not about being 100% ready for the perfect relationship. But it might be that you just have to be willing. You got to be willing to learn at every moment. And this comes back to a deeper thing that I teach people on my Inner Compass program. It's a six-week online course where we go through the six keys to living a meaningful life. And a big part of that is, what is your mindset, man? Like, what is your perspective on life, on relationships? Because it's a symptom of who you are. When the way you see the world changes, the way you... What's that quote? Sorry, let me go back a second. When the way you see the world changes the world changes. Something like that. Wayne Dyer, you know, Google it, correct me. I can't remember right now. I'm kind of hungry as well. So who knows? But you get the idea when you change your perspective, your filter on the, on, on the world and you clean it up, everything looks a lot better. Just like if you clean your camera lens, everything's a lot sharper. It's in focus, looks HD, 4K, just like my videos on YouTube. And if you haven't subscribed, by the way, make sure you go and do that because Right now, I'm making daily videos. I've been doing it since, I think, February. And some of the content out there right now, damn, I put a lot of time, energy, money, effort. I spend at least a whole day, 12 hours locked in a room in YouTube editing this stuff. So make sure you go check it out. It's all completely free. It's all completely free to help you with this stuff because it's not easy. Like, it sounds simple, but it's not easy to have a growth mindset. 
to think in a positive, solution-focused way. It takes time. But that's why I'm giving you these podcasts and these videos and these book reviews and these motivational videos so that you don't have to spend all your time going through this stuff. You get the one nugget you need and then you go spend 90% of your time applying it. And even if you only listen to my podcast once a week, that's cool because this half an hour or hour or hour and a half that you listen to me or me and Josh Balding from Vivo Life or me and Anna Garcia or Helena Mystery, then you're able to go and spend the rest of your week applying it. And a good philosophy to live by is 90% action, 10% strategy theory. So let's go back to the, to this list, these must thing, these must keys of uh, before you enter a relationship that you need to make sure, you know, you've checked off. And I was talking about mindset. And the final one is making someone else's human moment about us. This is a big one. This is a huge one. Like if I could program every single human being in the world to just realize this, the whole world would change. And it's nothing sexy. It's nothing glamorous, but it's just real talk. Making other people's human moments about us. And I mean, the way that your brother spoke to you when he was angry or your sister, you had a fight and you made it personal. The way your parents' relationship was dysfunctional and not loving and you made that about you. And so now you're walking around with a disease that relationships don't work or there is no soulmate for me out there. And as as you live your life, you have a confirmation bias where you just confirm, you just find new evidence to confirm what you already believe. And no one has ever challenged you before. Or you're someone who doesn't think about these things. You're not self-aware enough to think, how does my behavior affect women around me? How does my behavior affect the people around me? Am I available? Am I responsive? Am I engaged? Stop making other people's human moments about you and realize that sometimes in life, Things happen for different reasons. People get divorced. Relationships end. And that's okay. It's not about, again, the all or nothing mindset that you have to succeed or you, you or, or failure means something. And you create a belief because of that failure. That you are a failure because the three-year relationship that you were in, it didn't work. Even though you gave everything. People have human moments. People lose interest. They cheat sometimes. They don't give you what you deserve sometimes. But that's okay. And again, you have to look at it as, am I going to separate myself from my past? Is my past going to predict my future? Or is my mindset going to predict my future? What do I want for my existence? Do I want to change something in the world? Do I want to leave a legacy? Do I want to change the way people treat elephants in Thailand? Do I want to change the way people look at salt and sugar in the world? Do I want to change the way people feel about themselves and build more self-love? Do I want to be a tattoo artist in Leicester, even though I'm 21 years old and no one really believes in me or looks like me? These are the things that people face. So don't make other people's human moments about you. 
just make your life about learning every single day. You know, Kobe Bryant, there was an amazing interview that I saw on Lewis Howe's channel. Definitely go check it out. Just search for Kobe Bryant interview, Lewis Howe's uh, School of Greatness podcast. And you will see one of the things he says in there. Every time I have a setback, every time I fail, every time I don't win, I just see it as another opportunity for me to rise. You look at someone like Nelson Mandela, spent a huge chunk of his life in prison, in chains, but they couldn't free, they couldn't chain his mind. It was free. He carried on learning. He carried on and he went on to become one of the most powerful people, the most influential people this century, let alone like in the world. I'm talking in history. That's the kind of legacy he left behind. And there are so many examples of people like this. So many examples that history's forgotten heroes, you know, a person who volunteered for two years in Botswana, tackling HIV and AIDS and supporting people who's not going to be in the newspaper, but they made a difference. There are so many challenges that you are going to face in life that you might even be going through right now. And people don't see that side of you. Maybe they don't rate you, but that's okay. That's okay. Don't make other people's human moments about you. You just focus on staying in your lane, growing every single day. And like I said at the beginning, following your inner compass. So those are the six must do things before you enter another relationship to avoid shipwreck and move towards mastery. Now, if you want to find out more and you want to support me, use the code INNER40. Go to keshavbat, keshavbat.com. Let me say my own name correctly because people be tripping out here calling me Kev. Um, someone at work this week called me Kev. I was like, no, my name is not Kev. It's Keshav. Um, please respect my culture. And like, you know, that's how you say my name, not how white people say my name is Keshav, Kesh, all these things. Go to keshavbutt.com forward slash inner dash compass or just Google keshavbutt inner compass course. Um, I will also leave a link in the description somewhere. If you go to my website, even you'll see a link there and use the code inner40. And I've created a six module course which goes through the key things that you need based on science and psychology, the habits, the techniques, the tools, the strategies, so you can live a meaningful life following your inner purpose. And even if you found it yet, are you actualizing and maximizing your potential? That's what it's there for. And if your answer is yes, you got a problem because you can always squeeze a bit more juice out of your own spirit, your own creativity. There's always a bit more you can do. Be willing, like you know, many other people are, to do whatever it takes. I'd invest every penny, every ounce of energy, all the time, books, whatever I need to do to keep progressing because I don't know everything yet. And I don't think it's ever possible for me. Like in the scheme of things, the more I learn, the more I realize like I just know nothing. And that's part of why I have this podcast and I interview people so that I get a chance to ask the questions I want to ask. Um, you know, I learned so much from the people I've interviewed. So yeah, go check out the Inner Compass course. Uh, it supports me. It supports you. And let me know what you think. If you do sign up, you can use the code INNER40 to sign up. But let's go through those six keys. Um, and actually, I just realized I made a mistake. It's not six keys. It's five. So, <laughs> um, oh, well, 
The first one was become self-reliant from your past, your parents, your negative habits. The second one was manage your expectations. So know what your musts are and you're nice to have. Third one was realize your relationships aren't going to be rosy. They require you to continually upgrade all the time. Number four, be willing, not ready. Choose to engage, not exit. And number five, stop making other people's human moments about you. So as always, I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did listen, because you don't have an ability on Spotify or wherever you're listening to comment, unless it's YouTube, leave me a comment. You know, let me know over the last 36 minutes with the 10 viewers or so that I have, what did you learn? Give me some feedback. What was the most powerful thing? And if you want to email me, my email is support at geshevbutt.com. Put podcast and then the episode number, key learning. So I know because I get hundreds of emails, but I'll make sure to look out for these. Um, So I'll definitely reply. Let me know, like, what did you learn over the last 40 minutes that you've been listening? And to round off, make sure you go subscribe, all those things. But make sure above all else, you absorb what's useful, you discard what isn't, and you add what is uniquely and truly your own. Just like a bee gathers pollen from all these different flowers, the wise man, the wise woman, accepts the essence of all things and only takes the good from life. So I hope you enjoyed enjoyed listening and I'll see you next week for the next episode of the Lost in Life podcast. This was Geshe, but you've been with me for the last 40 minutes. Thank you so much for your time and I'll see you then. Peace.